guys. Welcome back to another session of Life in Session. We're so excited to have a special guest. This will be our first guest. This is our first guest. We're really honored. Her name is Sarah. She's a really good friend of both mine and Nikki's. And she wears so many different hats. She's a mom. She's a full-time mom at that. And she's a single mom. Yeah. She also graduated this year um, with a business degree and... She got honors. So, yes, that's super impressive. Super impressive. So, without further ado, we would like to welcome, welcome Sarah. Sarah. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> now I can You're hear both so of funny. you. I love that you were so yourself when you were. Did you like the introduction? Yeah. Did we give yeah. you enough flowers? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I really appreciate it. Like, it's, I think, like, people ask me all the time, like, on, like, with the graduation, um, they asked me how I did it as a single mom, and it was hard, but I just kept pushing through for the kids, and with this degree, it was, they were five-week intervals, so it was a lot faster paced, but I just kept like I always made sure like homework was done before anything else. I know that sounds awful, but like that's the only way I knew I could get everything out of the way and actually graduate. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's super impressive. I mean, it's really, it's really challenging to be in school full time, especially that kind of schedule and, you know, being a mom because we like to put ourselves on the back burner a lot and it's hard to make that big of a commitment. So, like, kudos to you. Um, that I look up to you because I, I mean, you know, I'm in school right now, and it's a challenge. It's still a challenge for me. So, what? So, what's your? What's some of your advice for moms that are in school? So, you said do your homework first. Um, yeah, I, um, so I'm sure all schools were like mine. Um, they tell you to, um, they'll tell you like the dates that everything is due and I would make sure that I would have it all done first before like that due date so that I could continue like with my family life, you know what I mean? Because if I got home and I had to do housework and everything else and you know, tend to the kids then schoolwork's going to fall behind so I always tried to make sure it was done first that's that's really like hard and impressive like so many people that would struggle with that I myself would struggle with that because I just feel like there's already not enough hours in the day right like be to be weeks ahead I am. Maybe it's just because I'm in the thick of it with littles. And that, I I was going to say, that does make a difference. Like, my kids are a little bit older, but them being, I had the three teenagers and then the preteen. So it made it a little bit easier because when I went to school the first time and I got my first degree, it was a lot harder. Kaysen had just started kindergarten and she required so much of my time. So it was a lot harder to do that than to do the way I do it. I did it. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Because yeah. I, you know, Stella's in kindergarten and I'm like a full-time student, but I'm doing all online. So I don't know. A lot of people say it's harder. 
I found online easier because my first degree I actually did in the school and in my second one I did online and I feel like that was so much easier. I agree. I I think online school is easier for me. I think it really depends on your learning style. So that and what I found easier about it is it's I didn't have to plan around the hours of the day to go to school. You know what I mean? Like it's online. It makes it a lot easier to get things done. Yeah. Just the flexibility of it is nice. Yeah. I also think online school, it cuts out a lot of the, I don't want to say BS because it's not BS, like what you do in, in in-person college, but like it cuts out a lot of the fluff. Yeah. I don't know because I feel like it's a lot more, like a lot more research papers and a lot more reading. Have you gone to in-person college though? No. So yeah, that's how college, college is a lot more reading based. It's a, it's a lot more like find your evidence to support based. Yeah. Then. And there was a lot more note taking. I feel like when I was in school versus when I was doing it at home. Okay. That would make sense because they're yeah. talking or they have something up. And... It's like a lecture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel right now, like with having teenagers? Cause I know we're, we are, you know, we still have little ones. And so we're trying to. How is it parenting teenagers? Yeah. Um, it's not all rainbows and cupcakes like <laughs> I thought it was going to be. Oh, dang it, girl. I know. What the heck? <laughs> Don't do that to us. I know. Like, I thought um, when they were little, I kept thinking, oh, when they get older, it's going to be easier. Like, things will go more, it'll flow so much faster and easier. And the time does go fast, like, no matter what age they are, but it's not any easier. And I'm coming to find that, like, with Lane just turning 18 and he's about to move out, like, he's um, applied for an apartment and everything. I think I've come to the realization that like, it's just going to be like that for the rest of my life. Like, even though they may leave the house, like I'm always still going to have the worries. I'm always still going to have the stress and it's like, it it doesn't get easier. And it's like, I don't know what I was thinking. Oh my God. I bet it gets worse. It gets worse because they're more independent and you can't like see the helicopter mom anymore. So you have to like give them their little wings. I know. Oh my gosh. I know it was funny because I was just talking to my dad about this the other day because um, Carly will be 18 in June and he was like well what's your plans like after she turns 18 and I'm like I've guided these kids the best that I can whatever they do after they turn 18 that is on them like I can only do so much you know what I mean so yeah that's true I I don't know what see I disagree with that why I I don't think we stop parenting and stop being responsible for our children. At yeah, but they're an adult. Yeah. See, they I will disagree. make their own decisions. I disagree. Well, I feel like 18 is non-adult. I'm so sorry. Oh I was a, I was a baby at 18. You were a baby at 18. I was a pregnant baby. Our, our, your brain is, <laughs> but our brains are not even fully developed. Like, right. Our prefrontal cortex doesn't develop until our mid-20s. Right. Um, so how can we say 18-year-olds are grown-ups I know. It's when hard their to brain process. isn't fully formed? I just, I really struggle with that. I like, don't I, agree with what you're saying, but in the same sense, 
if Lane was to, let's say, get pulled over and get a speeding ticket tomorrow, well, he's 18 years old. I'm not going to, you know, I'm still going to be a parent, but at the same time, this is his responsibility because I've done oh, no, that. 100%. And I think making your children, like, be responsible for their actions is a huge part of parenting. So I feel like you're still parenting at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just feel like the responsibility over our children doesn't end. Like, are you going to keep them in your house? Are you going to... Oh, I would love for my children to stay in my house. Logically, I know that's not going to happen. It might. They might be like... But what... But while... I'm not moving out. (laughs) While they're still a child in my house, yes, they would still have to follow my rules and still be okay with being parented. So one thing that I can't wrap my head around with having boys is getting a driver's license at 16. Yeah, I I 100% agree. Teenagers at 16 are not mature enough to drive. I think there are... Especially boys. Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, I think it depends on the child. Because, like, my daughter, who is 15, will be 15 and a half in the summer. And she will... She wants to go get her permit. She's very responsible. I feel like she'll be great. Lane, on the other hand, it wasn't that he's always been a very responsible kid. I mean, he was working at 16. He's, you know, always had good grades. Our problem was is that it's just so costly. So he waited until he was 18. Mm -hmm. Like buying the car and doing the driver's ed and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is astronomical. Yeah. That is. It's like $400. I don't know what it is today. I mean, I remember it was a lot back oh, in, my, what, 2010? My brothers just did it. Yeah, it's like $400. It's yeah. like $400. Oh, my gosh. It's, I mean, it's in Ohio, Ohio, it's like $400. I don't know what it is in other states. It might be even more than that. We don't know, but yeah. Right. Yeah. And, like, it's not through the school systems anymore. It's through, like, mm-hmm. privatized companies. Yeah. It's all classism and consumerism. And that's so, the I know. <laughs> and um, with the cost of that, I was going to say, it's funny because, like, you know, he's like, I'm 18. I've graduated. I'm working. I kind of want to move out. And I'm like, in the same sense, I completely understand what he's saying. But everything is so expensive right now. And I keep telling him, I'm like, you don't really want to move out. I was like, I would not move out until you absolutely know that, hey, yeah, I'm going to make it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. You're just trying to prepare him for, like, the world. Like, right now is awful. My but- brother, um, he recently just turned 18, and he got, like, a big boy job. And he's ready to move out and wants to do all these things and, like, He's looking at cars, and a cheap, rundown beater is like two thousand dollars. Right. And my mom is like, "Please don't do it. Just save your money." And he just doesn't get it. So yeah. it's not just you, Sarah. I think that's universal. Yeah, it is. And I can't <laughs> be in that age and being like, "I can't wait to get out of here." You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> guys, I did. Oh, me too. I was out. Like, mm-hmm. bye. I had a. I mean, I only went a short distance. I only hop, skipped, and jumped to my grandparents' house. Oh, not me. I I was gone two hours. I mean, it was, it was an hour away, but and I went to a party school. I and was got out. knocked up, but <laughs> I was out by sixteen. My mom oh. got into a fight, and my mom was just like, "Get out!" And I had nowhere to go, and I was living in a hotel. 
And like, I remember I had this school counselor and I will never forget her for the rest of my life. She like, cause I was, I was working and I was paying for a hotel and I was like suffering, like as far as grade wise. And she like pulled me in and I was like talking to her and I'm like, I can't even afford food. And this woman went out and she like bought me all kinds of food and I took it to the hotel with me. Like, because you know, like, I don't know what I would have done at the age that I was. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing story. Yeah. And kind of like a testimony too. Yeah. Because like, look that where you, you are. Yeah, yeah. It was part of your story. Yeah. That's so cool. I didn't know that about you. That's awesome. I didn't yeah. Either. Well, when I took in those two kids, that's why I did that because I didn't want them to be like I was when I was that age. I, like, I, I couldn't imagine, you know what I mean? Like, you know, trying to, well, I can imagine, but I wouldn't want anybody else to have to feel that like I don't know what I'm gonna have to do. go through it yeah I don't want to I don't know what I'm gonna do I'm still in high school I'm trying to figure life out as a you know a high school student I didn't want them to have to do that yeah that's amazing I didn't even know you took in kids um Sarah I didn't know that took them in um back in October and then they stay with me October of last year till June of this year and then they moved out and the one, um, he's 18. He was in the same grade as my son. It was one of his friends and his brother was 16. And I took them both in and their mom saying she would get come back. She had money. She was going to get them a play, get a place for all of them to live in. And she never did. And so they stayed until Isaac, after he graduated, he got a job and now they like live on their own. So together. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's he, something Ashley wants to do. Yes. Foster. Yeah. Mommy yes. duty calls Ashley. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is like fostering, but it wasn't like I went through like any paperwork or anything like that. She, she yeah. Yeah. And it was funny because he even asked me, he's like, I'll pay you back. And I'm like, I don't need you to pay me. I just want you to pay it forward. Like, that's the only thing oh. I need you to that's so smart. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. And that's like a life lesson for them too. Yeah. So I know, um, I don't know if you want to dive into it or talk about it, but I know like you've had some challenges with one of your kids with some PTSD. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know that I've updated you on everything. Um, so it is really hard to have a child who suffers with mental health and get the school system to completely understand. It's a misunderstood thing around the world anyways, but it's it is. Really misunderstood mm-hmm. with the school system and it, it sucks. It just, it's the, and sorry to say it's the shittiest thing I've ever experienced when it comes to her. They, yeah they don't want to help her. They just want to push her through and it's pass her on to this person or pass her on to that person. They've removed her from, well, schools. Um, She was removed from the public school when she was in second grade and they put her into a special school that handles emotional disturbances. And then she did that from second grade till um, eighth grade. She was at one and then I, I, she wanted out of it and I put her in a different one. And that one was a huge mistake. They were like calling the cops on her all the time. And I ended up just like saying, Hey, you know, we're done with this. And they're like, you can't just withdraw her. And I was like, watch me. Like, I'm not playing this game. Like we're done. So I remember 
And then they put her back into the old school that she used to go to that handled the emotional disturbances. And then this year, that school was like, uh, we can no longer service her um, because she was having trouble concentrating. There was a boy that was moved into the classroom who normally wasn't in there. He was kind of, I think he might have like ADHD and he was kind of hyperactive, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But like he was keeping her from getting work done. And then I... So Sarah, I, I have a question because I sort of deal with this as well. Uh Um, my daughter, my youngest, we had her evaluated. Um, I'm not going to like say specifically, but she was given two like almost conflicting diagnoses basically. Um, and so she's right in the middle where she doesn't fit. She won't fit in a traditional classroom. Right. But she does not need to be in a traditional special education classroom either. Right. Um, Like, how how have you navigated that where your daughter fits? um, Like, finding that space. Well, um, and I can say with the experience... um, the two different diagnoses, it could be because a lot of your symptoms overlap each other. And so you might have one doctor that says, oh, it's this. And then you might have another doctor that says, no, it's this. Because symptoms yeah. can be the same. Right. Um, when it came to Carly getting into a school that um, was better for her, um, it was literally the school coming to me and saying, we can no longer help her here. Like, don't have the means to help her. Which is really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's super disappointing and super sad. Like, oh, that breaks my heart. I'm yeah. just really thankful I have the ability to homeschool. I just know there's going to be a point in, in, in their education mm-hmm. where it's, like, above something I can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm struggling with, like, the anticipation of that. I know it's not going to be for a while, but just the anticipation of, like, making sure I get them a good education. You will. You, you know what will. I mean? Is that- That's mom guilt. I know. Oh, my through. gosh. It's so Don't horrible. do that to yourself. <laughs> you will get it. I'm going to cry. That's oh, my so gosh. Awesome. Yeah. No, um, I know. (laughs) I honestly wish that I could homeschool Carly. The problem with that is that, um, because I'm mom, she doesn't want to sit and do work. She's at an age where she doesn't do work. So I think if she was younger, she would be like, yeah, but now that she's older, it's like, she doesn't want to do it. And that's what I was kind of getting to after they kind of like removed her from that one school. And we put her in a new school that has like a therapeutic dog. Like there's different sources here at the school that's supposed to be able to help her. Um, last week she had a severe meltdown, um, at my house and I didn't send her. And now the public school that like transports her, tra- transports her to the school that she goes to is trying to get me for truancy. Oh Lord. And they don't accept like chronic illness forms. Like they just, they don't, they, they refuse to take it. And I'm like, and it really, it's agitating because this child has had mental health issues since she's been in kindergarten. They know about this because they have had her files since kindergarten. No matter, even if they've sent her to a different school, they still have had the main files. So clearly it's a chronic illness. Yeah. Why definitely. am I being punished? 
Yeah. I don't know. That's so difficult. That's such a difficult situation. School mm-hmm. system reform needs, we need to have a complete and total yeah. restructuring of the school systems mm-hmm. in our country. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, I do think that most teachers try to do their best. Oh, I agree with that. I think it's outside of their control. Oh, I agree. I think a lot of it is, I mean, it's the same as every other institution in this country. Oh, it's definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something that needs to be fixed. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's definitely systemic and it goes from the very top of education to the very Well, bottom. you guys like to read, right? Have you ever read the book, The History of the American Education System? No, I have mm-hmm. not. If you yeah. were to read it, you would be disgusted on what they decided to like. It was basically... I know this sounds crazy, but it's not. It was basically they sat, there was a group of people that sat around and was like, let's make them um, pretty much not smart enough to figure out that all they need to do in life is be a worker, pretty much, to make the government richer. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah, that that ties into like, literally everyone. working a corporate job I, I literally told it might have been you or I don't know Chris or somebody you don't we don't we're not living this life just to work and die right like we have to find the joy <laughs> right I, I have a, there's something funny I've seen I think it was like a, a meme or a tiktok or something and he's like just think about it for a second we're literally on just a floating a rock. floating rock <laughs> paying bills right <laughs> like came up with this and like it, that whole book explains all of that like it literally just tells you like schools the what they teach us in school is basically you know the sit down you raise your hand to speak follow instructions do this do this do this and it's basically to train our minds so that we will go out and work and we'll just keep following that same suit that is on our TBR. Yeah. For real. 100%. We have a long list of to be read. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Another book, another good book is Atomic Habits. What's that one about? Oh, my gosh. It's about breaking cycles, breaking habits. It's a it's a motivational book. Blah. Whatever. No. It's so good. It's personal growth, bitch. I'm not, yeah, I'm stunted. Nikki, where were you at when I said, everybody give me your motivational books that I need to read and you on the, our book group and you never said anything about it. Nobody gave me a book to read. And I was like, I just want to know, like, did I read it? Did I, I don't know if I saw that post. I don't think when I was talking about how I helped the, um, helped my, um, team make it to number one in the region. And I was like, anybody got any motivational books? I want to keep going. You know what I mean? Aww. You should read Atomic Habits. Okay. It's really, really, really good. Really good. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. 
I think we are going to wrap up our special guest for the evening. Oh, okay, girl. I I have another special kind of surprise for the end of the episode. Okay. Um. So thank you, Sarah, for jumping on with us. We super, oh, no. super appreciate you. Um, nope. We cannot wait to see you in person soon. Oh, Sarah, thanks for sharing everything. Oh, no problem. I feel like we need to plan a get-together. <laughs> yes. We definitely do. Podcast yeah. get-together. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. That'd be so much fun. You could actually probably even, like, video record it and like or, like, do a live and do that at the same time. That'd be cool. That would be, That'd so, be so cool. fun. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I'll never I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.